0: Live from the Average Joe Nation Studios in St. Clair, Missouri. This is the Average Joe Podcast, a show that proves that in this crazy world, a combination of common sense and a C-plus average is actually a superpower. Sure, he's crazy, but what if he's right? Please welcome your host, Damon Gilbert. hello, hello, hello. How are we doing today? hope you're doing good hope you're doing good I'm back on the air at least for a day I I gotta get a tooth pulled tomorrow a couple teeth pulled I've got a problem with wisdom teeth so they're taking my wisdom away from me apparently tomorrow that's the case that's what's gonna happen they're gonna take two of them away so I'll be half as smart as I was and I don't know how long that's gonna last I don't know how long the uh, effects last but uh, I told the I told the dentist he asked me he said "Uh, well we could do this uh, you know and just have you uh, uh, locally anest- you know, anesthetic. And I said, no, no, knock me out. I'm a candy ass, so just do it, whatever it costs. And so that's what we're gonna do. Uh, so I don't know. I may, I may be back on the air Wednesday. I don't know. It all depends on how I feel. But uh, tomorrow will be. It's getting done really early too, so we'll see how that all works out. And I'm a bit of a, a bit of a wuss, so we'll see. Oh, uh, what do I wanna talk about today? Oh, well, over the over the weekend, there's been a lot going on, but I'll be honest with you. Most of the news right now is really boring. It really is. It's beginning to really wear on me. I'll be glad when this election's over because we're not talking about anything then other than predictions of how things are going to turn out. I, you know, if you want my prediction on it, I'd say, I'd say the Republicans will win back the House. There's no doubt about that. I think that's a foregone conclusion. By how much? I would say anywhere from 30 to 40 seats. If it's more than that, it's really going to be bad for the Democrats. So now, as far as the the, the Senate is concerned, I don't know. You know, it's funny. It's funny. I, I don't know. I don't know how you could be an undecided at this point. I really don't. How do you do that? How do you? How are you undecided? You must be an idiot if you're undecided at this point. And they're spending all this money trying to convince people one thing or another. By the, by this time, most people, most rational human beings, people with an IQ over a hundred, have already made a decision. Whether it's a it's a good decision, I don't know. But I mean, how how are you standing around going, oh, well, I just don't know who I'm going to vote for yet. Well, you, then you're an idiot. You're an idiot. I mean with the economy in the situation it is right now. And by the way, I've heard some people say, where's the recession at? Where's the recession? The, the industry I work in, it's doing fine. It's just great. I've got, I've got all kinds of business in there. Yeah. Well, give it a little while and we'll see how that works out for you, especially if you have anything to do with the building sector, uh, you know, uh, housing market. Oh my God. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see I hope, I hope you're right. I really do hope you're right. I hope that, that, uh, the economy just booms and you're busy from this day forward and there's never any issue. I don't think that's going to happen, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So let's hope so. But again, I go back to how could you be an independent at this point? How could you be that way? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I, and here, honestly, how do you win an election? How do, how do you do that? How do you win an election? Well, first of all, you have to talk to people. You have to convince people who are, who at, at some point, now independents are really where it's at, independence. Now, they, now this, is, this is early on. I'm not talking about the undecideds at this point. I, 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 again, I don't give them much credence because half of those people probably aren't smart enough to find their way to the voting booth. Okay, so we're gonna dismiss them. But at the end of the day, how do you win an election? Well, first of all, you don't win it by talking to the people that are gonna vote for you already. I I think that's where Trump's making a mistake there. He goes to these rallies, the people there are going to vote for him. You're not really, you're not garnering any more voters for anyone to speak of. So you have to convince the independent, the guy that says, hey, I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat, convince me. Okay, that would be the way to start. Convince that guy. What, how would I do it? I would immediately tell him or her that I need your vote. I need it. I, I. It's not that I'm going to convince you of anything, but in order for me to do anything, if you think that my ideas are good, or that my uh, my stand on certain uh, 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 items or or, or uh, situations are you know, whatever's going on in that particular world. I mean, be it it, uh, climate change or, you know, transgender issues, that kind of thing. If you believe in what I'm saying, then I need your vote. Please make your way to the voting booth. You know, take that time and go vote. Without that, I can't win. Uh, And I would not show overconfidence. That's the other thing you can't do in a political situation like this where there's, you can't, you have to have people show up, you have to. Now, is, is the MAGA crowd gonna show up? Absolutely, you know, will the Democrats show up? I don't know, I don't know. I, this, this particular election is going to be interesting because voter turnout will be what it's all about. You have got to get the independents to vote for you. People who have not, you know, who, who do not affiliate themselves with one side or the other. A lot of them like to say, and I'm one of those now, that says, hey, I vote based on the environment and the atmosphere of that given time. If you can convince me that you're going to do what you say you're going to do, or at least make an effort to do it, then I'll probably vote for you, be a Democrat, be a Republican. But the ideas have to make sense. You can't come in and say that all transgender uh, operations should be paid for by the federal government. I'm not gonna vote for that, okay? I'm not gonna vote for that. And that's what the Dems are doing. That's that lunatic left I'm talking about. You can't, you know, that's, there is a segment of society that goes along with that, it's, it's 10 to 15%. 10 to 15% of the people out there are not, you cannot convince them of anything. You just can't. They're gonna vote Democrat no matter what. But there's that, there's that sliver in between. That's why the polls are always so close. You would think that if it was, let's just say it's a presidential election and you've got, you've got uh, party A that says, uh, I wanna kill all uh, pets on the planet. Yeah, it, all of them, dogs, cats, parakeets, you name it. I want them all dead. I want them all dead. We're gonna euthanize them immediately. In my first hundred days in office, we're going to kill every uh, pet that lives in America. We're just gonna kill them all. Okay, first of all, there's going to be a segment of society that's going to vote for that guy. It's amazing. It'll still be, even if the other guy, the other guy on the other side of the aisle says, no, we're not going to do that. We're actually going to go the other direction. We're going to um uh we're going to give you uh pet insurance. You know, that's what's going to be my platform. Yeah. Okay, you're still going to be 49.50, 49, you know, uh, forty-eight fifty-two, that that kind of thing. It's it's so weird. That, that it could be that close. You would think with the economy being the way it is right now, we've got a, a feeble old doddering fool uh, in the White House. You would think that the, the, the polls would be what, 80, 20? But they're not, they're not, it amazes me. They're not that way. It's still within five or six uh, points, which just is, that just blows me away. It really does. You would think with a doddering old fool like this that goes out and says something stupid on a daily basis, makes the United States look bad, is we are on the brink of World War III. You would think that it would be just overwhelming, but it's not. It's not. People still there's that guy out there or gal, that group of people that go, well, you know, Joe's a pretty nice guy. He's doing he's doing the best he can with what he's you know been given. No, no. What, what you don't look at the news? Come on you've never had a, a a grandparent or a relative who's who's fighting with dementia you know and it, it, that's what this is so I, I it amazes me but at the end of the day the people you have to get there's a segment of about i would say between seven and eight percent that are in the middle that's who you have to convince that's who you have to get on your side and it's hard, it really is, because most of these people do not pay attention to politics. They like to say they're independent, but at the end of the day, they're really not well-educated uh, electorate. You know, they're, they're, they're not that group that follows this stuff. They're just not. I would, I would venture a guess, and this is just me, I would venture a guess that the majority of Republicans, conservatives, I would say, conservatives, and a segment of the independents. They're, they're probably the only ones in society that follow things on a day to day basis and use common sense. It's just not that common anymore. It's just not, you know that if you've been around, if you've walked into a store or talked to someone about any kind of um, uh, issue going on in America, if you've looked at some of the comments on Facebook and Twitter, and the, the entire world has gone insane. They really have. So there's this small segment of society that you have to convince to vote for you. And the first thing I would do is beg for their help. I really would. I'm not begging for their money. I need your help. I need you to show up. That's all I need you to do. Vote for me. That's, That's why it was so easy to steal the election in 2020. It's because it doesn't take a huge amount to change an election. It just doesn't. I mean, if it's overwhelming, it's really hard to do it. If it's a landslide, you're not gonna get it. You know, even in landslides, some people consider landslides, uh, you know, 52 to 48. I mean, they, oh my God, he just blew them out of the water. No, no, no. That means that four out of 10 people voted for this idiot, almost five. It's close. I mean, it, it's amazing how elections can be won or lost by just a small sliver of, of society. It really is. It really is. I I don't know how else to explain it. I really don't. It is. It's close every time. And it, and and I know you you you're probably like me. You know your friends, your it's, you know, people you work with. We're all on the same page. We all kind of know what's going on. We say, hey, this is not working the way we're doing it. Granted, it doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat. That really doesn't even enter into the equation because as far as I'm concerned, they're all part, they're all cut from the same cloth. They really are. It just, there's, there's a, there's a, there's like a, a small, um, uh, group of, uh, I guess, issues. Sometimes more often than not, it's social issues. Oh, shoot. More often it's social issues that change the narrative. and and sway people one way or the other but at the end of the day these people are the same they're they're bought off by the same people i mean we've been down this road before and i'm not gonna uh, you know i'm not gonna go down that road again but if you want to get elected in today's america you have to get that person you have to get them to the polls that's that's basically it you got to have them enthused you really do you can't have people that are wishy-washy because wishy-washy will not go in and, and vote because it is kind of a pain in the ass to go vote on a, on a, in any election. I mean, think about it. What, what, is, what is a, what is a uh, you would think in America that you would have 90% voter participation. You would think you would have that, you don't. You're lucky if you get 20, 25. 25 is a big one. You, know, you get 25% of the electorate to show up, you've really done something. And that's sad in today's America. So you've got, again, I I go back to this this tiny sliver of the population that you have to convince to go to the polls. And without that, you're not gonna get elected. It's just that simple. I don't care how much money you throw at it. You're just not, unless you cheat, which they did in 2020. And I mean, we all know that. Um, But at the end of the day, I think I could get someone elected. I really do. You just gotta be able to say the right things and not be too uh, in your face. You got to be more of a friend. Uh, Bill Clinton was really good at it, he, he was he was good. He would give a speech and you would swear he was talking directly to you. And that that is a gift, that is a gift folks, it really is. And say what you want about Clinton, he was a cad, he was a, a predator, a low life scumbag, trailer trash, kind of loser from Arkansas. That guy was good. He was probably one of the best politicians I've ever seen. He really is. I, I mean, people talk about uh, Barack Obama and, and how good he was. No, no, no. He takes a back seat, and I mean, way back in the back. Uh, no pun intended, because he's black. But I mean, just saying, <clears throat> he's not in even in the same league as Clinton was. Clinton was good. Clinton was good. Clinton was probably I, on the on the Republican side. I would say that uh, if I had to choose one in the modern era. Uh, I would say Ronald Reagan was probably one of the better ones, you know the gipper. You know he, he, he was like a football coach. He, he, he was really good. I mean of course he was an actor. you know he could play that part and that's basically what he did. He played a part. you know Ronnie wasn't the sharpest pencil in the box, but the thing that made him and set him aside and set him separate from Trump was that was that Ron had uh, I mean uh, Ron Reagan had uh, uh, Jim Baker. As his right hand man, and Jim knew how Washington D.C. worked, and that's that's man, that's all you got to know. You know, Trump did not have that. Trump was going blind into this. He thought his family could help. Uh, he had no, he really had no uh, uh, friends. He really didn't. He had no confidants. He had nobody that knew how the system worked in in uh, Washington. Trump went in at working it like it was a business, and, and you just can't do that politics is a completely different thing that's why most of these people have never been business people they don't know how to do that but they do know how to wine and dine and ass kiss and and you know they're really good at that and, and and how to blackmail someone or extort someone they're good at that and they don't call it that you know it's 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 completely different uh world that uh, politics is in it's 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 something I don't ever want to be any part of. I, I don't think. Um, I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't want to run for office. I don't think I would be able to say the right things. I'd be like Trump. I'd just shoot from the hip, and <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. I mean, it worked for Trump, but but the thing is, it wouldn't work in a local setting like a like a state rep. You you would never get that far. Trump ran for the you know he went for the golden the golden ring right out of the gate without running for anything else. And you can do that when you do that. When you when you're a billionaire, and he was a superstar, there, there's a completely different set of rules for guys like that. But at the end of the day, Trump appealed, for the most part, to the Republican or the conservative group, and that sliver of independence that that he what he said resonated with them. He talked like a guy on the street, and that's that's what it's all about. You gotta get that 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 five to 6% in the middle to vote for you. The rest of them are going to vote for you that you could do anything. Like I said, you could, you could microwave kittens run on TV. No one would care. They're still going to vote for you. It's, it, 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 it's baffling, uh, uh, how, how America operates today. And you know, if you're not educated, I, I think, I think Benjamin Franklin said it, or I, I think it was, it, or no Jefferson did, you know, the biggest fear and the biggest thing for America is to have an uned, an an uneducated electorate. That is that is the thing that uh, um, you know that's that jeopardizes democracy. Is having someone who doesn't know anything, and and we are in that situation here. We we are we're right on the on the on the cusp of a group of people in America that absolutely have no idea what's going on. They, I mean, they know about Kim Kardashian and, and the housewives of LA or whatever. We know all about that, but we don't know. Uh, I mean, most people couldn't pick out Ukraine on a map if, 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 you know, their life depended on it. And, 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 we're right now, we're in a position right now where we're in a proxy war with, with Russia for the most part. And, uh, you know, we've got a doddering old fool, uh, uh, an elderly man who has uh, some serious, serious issues. He's, he's pretty much at the reins of this thing. And it, it, it really is scary. It is, it is scary. I, what happens, uh, let's go back to this. What happens if the Demi- if the Republicans win the House and the Senate? What do you, you think is gonna happen? What do you think is gonna happen? Well, I can tell you what's gonna happen. They're already setting it up right now. They're going to blame everything on the Republicans. Because they're in charge. They've, they've got the House, the Senate. Obviously, they don't have the presidency. Uh, everything will be done in order to bash them, uh, and everything will be blamed on them. And they, they're already setting it up. Joe said that the other day. Uh, he, he was talking about inflation. And he said, Hey, if the Republicans get elected in November and they get the a majority, you think inflation is bad now? Wait and see. Well, the problem is. Inflation is gonna be bad anyway, wait and see. It doesn't matter who's gonna be in office, but they're gonna be able to blame the Republicans. And that's, going to, that's not gonna bode well for 2024. It, it's like a pendulum, you know, pendulum swinging back and forth. You know, Right now we're starting to swing to the right and we'll see how far that goes and how far up we'll go, but eventually it will swing back to the left. I just hope that at some point, the Republicans show enough balls that they impeach this guy. He he is he is guilty of impeachable offenses. This quid pro quo that that uh, took place the other day. I, I mean, it, it's it's almost treasonous what's gone on, and no one's doing anything about it. And I think the Republicans should should file for pe- uh, articles of impeachment day one, day one, and not. I, I mean, Hunter Biden aside, the guy's a, he, the guy's a lunatic. He's a piece of shit. There's no there's no getting around that. But People cannot be held accountable for what the way their kids turn out. They just can't. Most of the time, they take too much credit when it goes well and too much of the blame when it goes sideways. This guy's a scumbag. He really is. The problem is Joe's involved in this. That's where the issue comes in. You know, because you, because you have a, an offspring that turned out to be a low, a, a low life, I, I don't hold that against you. That can happen to anybody, it's happened to lots of people. The problem is is when you jump in bed with them and you go along with it to try to make money. That's the issue here. Hunter Biden alone is nothing. I don't care about that. I'm tired of hearing about it. Unless you hold Biden responsible for the actions he took while he was vice president, selling selling his position and profiting from it, then it's a waste of time. Who cares about Hunter Biden? I don't, you know, so again, I don't know, if I was running the show, it'd be a completely different set of circumstances. I think I could run a better campaign than most of these people do. I can't believe they get paid for this. Honest to God. I mean, you gotta come out, and I don't want to belabor this because I, I I could go on for quite some time talking about it. I actually had I actually had like four or five things I wanted to talk about, and I'm not getting any of it. But but nonetheless, I believe that I could run a better campaign than most people. I really do. I think I know how what resonates with people to some degree, because I know what resonates with me. You know, and and don't don't come across as a shady, used car salesman. That's what most of these. That's what most of these politicians do. They do. They come across as some guy trying to sell you snake oil, out on the out on the prairie somewhere. You know, a thousand, two thousand dollars suit, uh, and and you're trying. I, uh, Governor Newsom from California, perfect example of it. That guy spends probably 30%, he probably spends most of his morning worried about what his hair looks like. He's a used car salesman. He'll lie to you and he'll turn around and do the exact opposite and and expect you to, to, to buy into that. that. That's not, that doesn't work. Newsom will eventually run for president. I don't think he'll win. I say that and I could be dead wrong, but I guarantee he's gonna run. There's no doubt about it. He's the, he's the Mr. Not you know Mr. Wonderful, the good-looking guy. You know, that, yeah, it, it'll happen. It'll happen. Whether or not he has somebody who knows how to run his campaign, I don't know. I don't know. But you have to be honest with people. You have to tell them. I would love to have a politician come out and say, "Hey, I was wrong. I was dead wrong on that. I apologize. That I should not have done that. That was a mistake on my part." You know, Trump's done that to some degree. He's at least admitted sometimes that things didn't go the way he thought they would. That's the way to do it. Be honest with people. Talk to them like you're talking to someone sitting across the table from you. That's exactly what you do. That's why Clinton was so good at it. You you could be in a room with a thousand people and you thought he was talking to you. That's the way you gotta do it. Make it personal. Politics is personal. How does this affect you at home? And I, I, I don't mean in broad, broad uh, subjects. I don't mean about the economy. I don't, I mean, bring up something that, that makes sense to the average person on the street. I mean, George H.W. Bush. Remember what killed him in his election when he didn't know anything about scanners at grocery stores? That told you all you needed to know about this guy. And it resonated with a large majority of the people, the electorate. They said, well, this guy didn't even, he doesn't, he doesn't shop. He doesn't even know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, and that killed him, and that's what got uh, Clinton elected, along with Ross Perot taking a large chunk of the uh, Republican, uh, uh, you know, votership, you know, the, the, the voters. I mean, it, it, that, was, that was a big part of it too. Ross Perot actually got, if you look at it statistically, Ross Perot got uh, Bill Clinton elected in, uh, in 92. He just did, <laughs> it was the darnest thing. It was an interesting it was an interesting election. I'll give him that but I mean, at the end of the day what killed what really hurt George H.W Bush was that was that people just couldn't identify with that. I mean that was just commonplace at the time and he acted like it was some kind of uh, new space technology it, it, it was just it was kind of embarrassing and and you know and that was back when the the, the uh, uh, mainstream media actually was at least to some degree, not bias. And and they were able to go after him on that. Today, I, I don't know what Joe Biden would have to say for CNN to to take a shot at him. I, I, I don't know. Hey, I don't think he could say anything. He said something stupid the other day. What did he say? He said that the economy is uh, strong as hell, I believe is what he said. Yeah, well... I don't think that's I don't think that's true <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, and that's an old man just talking out of his ass. Basically, it is what that boils down to. So anyway, I didn't get to any of my subjects I wanted to talk about, but we'll get to that uh, at another time. I, I, I was going to talk about marijuana legalization, um, and Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about tactical nuclear war was okay, and why it was a good thing. I We'll talk about Neil deGrasse Tyson sometime. I, I I don't have much good to say about that guy. Uh, I believe that's all I got right today. And uh, I, again, I'll talk to you again in a day or two. And, uh, I'll, you know, hopefully I'll survive my <laughs> teeth being pulled up. Sure, I'll be fine. It'll just be a little bit sore. So we'll talk to you again later. I'll, I'll be right back with the news. This is the Average Joe Podcast. Average Joe Podcast. All right, back with the news. I, I was watching uh, oh, a clip of uh, Bill Maher the other night, and it had it had to do with, and I, I said I wasn't going to talk about this, but I, I have to. Neil deGrasse Tyson was on there. Now, he's a astrophysicist and movie star, <laughs> basically is what he is. He's more a movie star or TV star than anything. I don't think he's actually done any scientific work in years. I don't know that he ever did. Maybe his thesis when he graduated from uh, college, but other than that this guy is nothing but more than a um, he is basically a personality and he likes it he likes being the personality he likes being on the on tv he's got that big smile he tells you everything's going to be fine and he explains things which he's not very good at by the way he's mr science you know anyway he said the other day that tactical nuclear warfare was a good thing and that he thinks that they should use it in ukraine and he says it if you use the Correct bombs and not you know, fission instead of fusion, and and there there are some differences obviously because there's radioactivity and everything. That that's okay. That's okay. I can't believe I shared DNA with this idiot. That is the most lucrative. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. That you would you would endorse the use of a nuclear tactical uh, 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 bomb in a in a war setting like this because. Yeah, you may, be, you may be technically right that maybe it's, it's, it's not as bad as like Hiroshima or Nagasaki. That is isn't the problem. The problem is you've got two nuclear uh, uh, empires that may exchange the bad ones over this one tec- tactical uh, a weapon you use. I couldn't believe he said that. And what Bill Maher didn't even argue with him. I, I, it amazes me these people are so stupid. Neil deGrasse Tyson is a fraud. There's no doubt about it. He's the worst of the worst. He and what's bad is people take him as some kind of authority on things. And I'm no I'm no astrophysicist. Don't get me wrong, but I mean that's not what he talks about. He talks. He's always debunking things. Uh, you know, the moon landing. That you know, he the, the issues that really are not the end all be all he like he can't even describe he can't even tell you what gravity is and he'll readily admit that so i mean this guy is not who you think he is And i, I just when he said that the other night on on uh um, and they're doing that for a reason you do realize that none of this happens by mistake he's trying to tell you and he's trying to convince a large segment of society that a tactical nuclear weapon would be a good thing if ukraine could use it against russia yeah because that would be a good thing. we got to push this guy back, this crazy Putin. That's not, that's not a good thing for you and I, as society goes. That is not a good thing at all. So I, I want to make sure that's clear. I'm not in favor of nuclear weapons at any level. I think we should do away with them all. And what's funny is the one country that's uh, going around telling everybody who can have nuclear weapons or who should not be uh, uh, you know, refining uranium Uh, we're the only ones that ever used one in a, in a war situation. I find that just amazing. I really do. Ah, let's see. Speaking about what I was talking about earlier, a poll shows 51% of independents uh, are going to vote for Republicans in the midterms. 51% folks. It's that sliver that I was talking about. It's probably a little bit larger than that, but nonetheless, it's a teeny tiny group of people. So that means that that 49% of independents are going to vote for Democrats. How smart do you have to be? Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's amazing to me. It really is. I, I I would think that with the world being what it is, and I and I think everybody knows what I know, and I think everybody knows what you know. They don't. Most people are clueless, and this proves it. 51% of independents are going to vote for Republicans. That's it. 51%. So that means either the other 49 are going to stay home, or, or they're going to vote for Democrats. So... Again, we we get down to that three to four percent that, that 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 makes or breaks elections. Uh, let's see another another. Oh yeah, here we go. Top House Democrats continue paying family members thousands of dollars using campaign funds. Again, I go back and this is not just this is not uh, uh, relegated and and to just the Democrats. Democrats Republicans do this too. Uh, the best way to raise money in your life is to run for office. It really is because you get to keep the campaign money. You do. People say, oh, they don't do that. They got, to. no, now they get to keep it. There are ways to work around this where you can pay for things out of your campaign funds and then you launder it back to yourself. And one of them is paying your kids money, okay? Uh, Maxine Waters pays her daughter another $16,000, okay? This was just in the last two weeks. Now this is added, this is adding to in addition to the 1.2 million she has paid her daughter since 2020. okay? Now what her daughter does is she sends out slate mailer management uh, uh, slate mailers, which is basically the equivalent of a postcard. That's what it is. So she now this this is for management fees of sending out this mailer. I mean it's you can't make this stuff up. So Maxine pays her daughter that. her daughter ends up giving Maxine back the money and everybody's happy. Her daughter keeps the cut. And what do we do? We just use campaign money that black people have paid Maxine Waters to get reelected and then they'll vote for her on top of everything else. It, you can't make this up. That is a stupid electorate, right? Is what that is. That is an uneducated electorate. And, and, and I'm not trying to say it's black or white. That, that has nothing to do with it. But Maxine Waters has, happens to be an African-American, which I, I don't understand that term either, but she's black. Okay. And then when you've got James Colburn or Clyburn, He's a, he's a Democrat as well. He paid $80,000 to his daughter's husband for office rent. Okay. He's paid his grandson money. He's got another daughter. He's got in-laws cousins. It, it, it's unbelievable. They stay just take this campaign money and they they just give it away to their relatives. And then that money finds its way back into their pockets. It's just the way it works. It's, it's, why it's not illegal? Really, technically, it is illegal, but nobody's going to take anybody to task on this. They're just not going to. And it's and, it, and it's not it's not just relegated and and, and uh, to the Democrats. Uh, Dan Crenshaw, a Republican uh, congressman, he paid a firm that isn't his, his uh, wife is employed with to I think sixty to seventy thousand dollars. So I mean, it, it's not like it it doesn't happen, you know. And it's really hard to separate yourself from that. But this is campaign money, money that the average person on the street paid to these to these individuals to try and get reelected, and what do they do maxine waters knows that in her district she's going to get elected no matter what so any money that comes in is basically just free money for her a lot of a lot of these uh, politicians are that way yeah i mean um, nancy pelosi's like that um schumer from new york AOC's another one she's a good one because she lives in a place her district is in Manhattan and it's it's not very big, but the vast majority of people that live there are, are uh, I think Latino. Anyway, the point is is she's gonna get reelected anytime she wants to. She'll probably be in, she'll probably be the next Maxine Waters. She'll be there forever. And what she do, she, she uh, uh, raises money to get reelected, spends a 10th a of it and keeps the rest of it. It's what these people do. It's unbelievable ah uh, let's see i was going to laugh about this one because this was pretty funny booty giggity giggity says that nah, mind you he's the uh he's the department of transportation secretary i mean this guy is completely in and out of his <laughs> he is in so far over he has absolutely no idea what he's doing but because he's gay and everything's great you know we needed him out of the the uh primaries back when joe was running so we promised him this seat this place at the table. So now he's transportation secretary. I mean, talk about a guy that has an absolute... He knows about trains. There's no doubt about that. But it, it, not the trains you're thinking of. Okay, so booty Giggity Giggity says that Democrats are struggling with campaigning because they have been so successful. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't even know how to respond to that. I don't know what to say. To to I mean, that, that statement is so off the charts, stupid and wrong. I can't believe it came out of another human being's mouth. That 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 is unbelievable. Funny thing is though, there's a group of people out there that 10 to 15% who believe that. Yeah, and you know them, you know some of them, believe me. <laughs> Just think about it, you know some of these people. Uh, let's see, oh, speaking of another black uh, uh, politician who's I could could quite possibly be the most corrupt I've ever seen, uh, especially in Missouri, is Cori Bush. Uh, She's a representative from um, a district here that encompasses St. Louis. And she spent $500,000 of campaign money on security while calling to defund the police. Now, again, this is campaign money that she spent on her security. Now, mind you, she's probably pocketing at least two thirds of that, because she's paying a, a firm that's probably run by a, her brother-in-law or something, and he's agreed to keep his portion of it and give the rest of it back to her. That's basically how this works. Same thing that the Repu- the Democrats are doing: Maxine Waters and James Clyburn. And believe me, this is not re- this is not uh, 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 just them. Everybody does this. And Cory Bush. It, she she defends it by saying it doesn't matter what I spend. We need to reform the uh, the police department. That that's I I tell you there are very few people that I despise more than Corey Bush and she's from Missouri. She makes Missouri look like shit. She really does. She makes us look like the hicks that everybody believes we are. That's that's the honest to God truth. She really does. It, it's it's beyond. It's beyond anything I've ever seen. Cori Bush is the worst of the worst of the worst. And she's black, and she has no problem telling you that, and she represents that, that segment of society that you and I roll our eyes when we see things. It, it just, it's just the truth. Uh, let's see, another story. Victoria's Secret, founded in 1977, and we all know who that is. Uh, be, a, be a woman, be a man, it doesn't matter, Victoria's Secret. Is it's just a it's a special kind of thing. It really is in in, in society, especially in, in the United States. Uh let's see. Now they're the go woke uh, go broke group. Remember, we we went we went woke. We're gonna have uh transgenders modeling lingerie. I mean, I didn't think that was a good idea at the time. I still think it's a disam disaster. Uh, that's not what this is all about. Well, apparently there's some truth. To that, because in 2019 they had to close 50 stores. In 2020, when it when it really, when we were really getting into it heavily, they closed 250 more stores. Uh, they've laid off tons of people. In 2021, they closed 100, and in 2022 they're considering closing another 150 stores. Now, Walmart's also closing 154 stores in 2022. So, go woke, go broke. Has something there that that's actually a valid saying because Victoria's Secret, you know as well as I do, transgender doesn't work in that situation. It just doesn't. That was stupid. I think Sports Illustrated did the same thing when they got fat, um, you know, obese women doing uh, modeling jobs. That that's not going to work. Victoria's Secret's not about that, and 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 uh, mainstream America is not going to buy this. And obviously they're not. Not when you have to close uh 500 stores and what, four years that they're gonna go broke. They're gonna go broke. So that's not working for them. So uh, let's see, what's the next story here? Oh yeah, it's, uh, let's see, DeSantis, Ron DeSantis from Florida, is planning to send illegals, now these people that uh, have gotten into his state that are there illegally, he's gonna send them to more states. He's gonna bust them there, I believe, or fly them there, which there's still some issue Well, Democrats are claiming foul. They're saying that's not fair. You shouldn't be doing that. They don't have a problem with the immigrants being in Florida, but they don't want them in their state. So he's going to, he's going to include Biden's home state and hometown in Delaware, which I think is brilliant. I I, got to tell you, I like Ron DeSantis. I like some of the things he's doing. He's being advised correctly. He's, uh, he's following through and he's keeping his word. And apparently he's a good manager from what I see. Because Florida is actually absolutely, absolutely coming back from this hurricane. It it it's not going to be overnight. They're going to be going to be years getting this stuff fixed. But nonetheless, he's at least on top of it. And I have not heard anything in dissent about this. So that's 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 interesting. I haven't heard any negativity. I've heard a little bit from the Democrats, but it's usually it's usually shouted down because it doesn't make any sense. So I like this. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, here's another one. Beyond Meat, and I I don't know if you know who this is but it's a a vegan uh, company that makes vegan products. It's called Beyond Meat. And they make what is kind of along the line. It's not bad stuff. I've had it. I I was actually, I actually followed a vegan diet for about 18 months, lost a lot of weight. It's it's not a bad thing, but apparently they're losing money. They've had to lay off 19% of their workforce. And they say it's due to declining sales. Now, some would say it's because the New World Order is wanting you and I to eat insects. Eh, that's not exactly true. I mean, the New World Order would like to have that. They, they would like you and I living uh, like, um, uh, you know, concentration victims, the, the camp victims. I mean, that's what they would like that. But I don't think that's the case here. Beyond Meat is just very expensive, okay? They... they, they they're not cheap at all. I mean they're they're what they would consider their hamburger is probably before inflation really took off, it was at least 5 or 6 dollars a pound. It's not cheap. So naturally when when things get tight and inflation starts to grow, you're going to you're going to go with the least expensive thing. And that's what people are doing, and it's going to hurt beyond me. It really is. Although their products are not bad, I got to I got I to admit, I, I've eaten several of them. Uh, let's see. Uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about, right quick, and I'm running out of time, but is Ben Bernanke, who was the Fed Reserve Chairman uh, back in the, uh, uh, it's been several years ago. He wins the 2022 Nobel Prize in Economics. Now, now he was he was actually the Fed. Federal Reserve Chairman during the 2008 uh, banking crisis. Now, giving him the Nobel Prize on this is like, I don't know, it's like giving a fire um, prevention award to an arsonist. This guy was directly involved, directly responsible for what went on in 2008. No getting around it. You can't, you can't defend it any other way. He was directly responsible for that. And yet, what's he do? He wants the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. Which is, think about, think about the Nobel prize has become, it's kind of a, a joke for the most part. It used to be a very serious prize you could win, but it's become a joke because no, or, you know, Barack Obama won it before he even became president for the most part. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it makes no sense whatsoever, but given Bernanke, this is, is a joke. It really is. Um, and then I, on the last, the last thing I'd like to talk about right now is a uh, shit you never thought you'd ever hear anybody say. And Joe Biden was in Oregon, I guess over the weekend, and he was asked a question about the economy. And he said out loud that our economy is strong as hell. Now, folks, again, have you ever known anybody who has dementia, who is an elderly person, who doesn't know what the hell they're talking about? This man's getting ready to turn 80 next month. And believe me, That's not gonna be celebrated and it's not gonna be widely publicized because nobody wants to talk about Joe's age. No one. Okay, so that's all I got today. Thank you for listening. And it is October 17th and Joe Biden is the worst president in American history. Let's go Brandon. As always, thanks for listening to The Average Joe Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at www.averagejoenation.media and follow us on social media. Remember, if you haven't told all your friends, you're wrong.